Welcome to another episode of our One Good Idea podcast. I am here with Christy Shively. If you did not listen to her first podcast, it was about her weight loss journey, what she's noticed about herself through this whole process. She had a lot of advice to share, so go back and check that out. But today, with this mom of two, small business owner, and an online coach, we wanted to talk about that negative inner voice, comparing yourselves to others, surrounding yourself with the right people, how we can inspire each other and be better danger of multitasking. There's so much wisdom that she shares in this podcast. I cannot wait for you all to hear it. So without further ado, let's dive right on in. I didn't realize for a very, very long time um, who the true enemy really was in my life. Um, So I'm, I'm, you know, I don't know if everybody listening is a believer or not, uh, but I'm going to speak to this right now because I truly believe in it. Um, I thought all these negative thoughts and voices in my head were coming from me. But a lot of it, I think, is from from Satan. Like, I think that he he makes us think that we're the ones, like, coming up with these horrible things. But it's not. Like, he keeps pushing us there to the point where, yeah, I think it was me doing it. Because for so long, I believed what he said. That I, I he didn't even need to put in any effort. Because I had this, you know, destroying myself all by myself. You know, <laughs> me. It was all me. Um, but so that voice... I think sometimes we don't realize how nasty we are to ourselves. Um, There are things that you say in your mind that you would never even dare to say to another person. Um, Just some really, I can be really, really mean to myself at times. Um, And I would, me and Dave would have these nights where I'd call it, Oh no, like the darkness is setting in where I would just get in these really dark places and just think the absolute worst negative things about myself and, and to get to the point where I'm like, Dave and the kids would be better off without me. Like everyone would be better off without me. I don't have anything to share. And for so long, like what I, something, man, sorry, I'm like all off on a tangent, but this is just so powerful for me. Like such big things that I learned. Um, Habits, habits are everything. And when I used to think of habits, it was like brushing your teeth, you know, putting on deodorant, taking a shower, those are habits, but mental habits were something that I, I was never aware of. And having a negative inner voice is such a nasty habit that we have to get over. And I didn't realize that I kept feeding that inner voice. Like I thought, well, if I'm just a better person, that voice will go away, but it won't if it's just a habit. So that inner voice is that thing that just tells you you're not enough. That tells you that someone else would be better in this role. My husband and I were laying in bed and talking about a a dear friend of mine who, um, never like she never thinks she's good enough and she struggles sometimes um and even in her marriage like she she just doesn't think she's good enough for her husband and it was so easy for me to be like almost get a little irritated with her and be like oh my gosh yes you are like stop it and then Dave just turns he goes you do the exact same thing and I realized oh my gosh yeah I do and then once I really dug into why I realized that I had a very very vivid picture of who the perfect me was supposed to be. And uh, it was a little mixture of fantasy and people that I had seen in real life. And I I just made the revelation that she does not exist. 
like that person that you think you're supposed to be this perfect person, especially for my moms out there, like this perfect Pinterest mom who dresses nice all the time and wakes up and does her makeup so perfect every day and just looks beautiful. Like she doesn't exist. Like even the people you see that you think are that way, they don't exist. So I bet you if you go to that woman that you admire so, so much and tell her the things you admire about her, she would probably stop dead in her tracks and be so flattered and not even believe that about herself. Guess what? None of us have it all together. And even like, I have to repeat that to myself because no matter how many times I say it, there's still that voice inside of me. That's like, well, yeah, but they're doing really, really well. And you could be doing better. Um, so I think just killing that inner voice and just like literally being like, shut up. Like you don't control me. You're wrong. Like those are lies in your head. And, uh, I think killing that voice is so important. It's a, it's such a good mental habit to get um, get to the point where, yeah, you're not going to change overnight and just stop saying negative things about yourself. But if you can slowly over time, just first is becoming aware of it, like knowing that like, oh, that is a really negative voice. Like that's step number one. Step number two is then becoming more aware of when that cycle starts, like not letting yourself get to those really dark places uh and then like having them fewer and farther between when you go that dark um but i think just uh becoming aware of squashing that voice is such a huge habit to get into yeah and that's so powerful i kind of just want to reiterate some of the things that you said that like i feel like as women we face this unique type of pressure to be able to mm -hmm. do it all and be it all yeah so, like a mom a homemaker a friend a wife a businesswoman and with those comparison games that we play, like, I think it's just important to remember that, like, nobody is you. Everybody yeah. is different. Nobody knows what you need and your limits better than you. And mm -hmm. so getting uncomfortable and starting small, which is something we talked about earlier, yeah. is the start, you know. And But knowing that, you know, not everybody is every everybody. And like you said, those people who we do think have it all and are all of it, like they struggle with things as well. It might not be the same things you struggle with, but they are um, struggling with things as well. And so I think what's important for us as women to inspire each other and kind of lift each other up is, is just know that, you know, there needs to not be any comparison games yeah. and just kind of surrender and, and be kind to yourself and be able to just be real with, with where you're at. Cause everyone's at a different place. So, yeah. And I think just, like you said, the cliche, but being the best version of you. I feel like that's something I hear a lot of, but I never really understood what that meant. So for me, that was like watching other women that I respected and trying to be more like that, which is not a bad thing to do, but you don't need to be them. You can be like them, but be okay with however it is for you. If you're not, you know, like, one of the women that I absolutely love, her name is Tiffany Howard. She's another Optavia coach. And she is this adorable, bubbly little Southern belle. She's like, hey, y'all, I just love you. And I realized like as much as I would love to come across that way, that's just not me. So it's okay that I don't say y'all like this adorable little girl, but you can, you can still, cause, cause what she does is she lets you know, she is very authentic. You know, she cares and she is so real. So take those things away from it. I think sometimes we get so caught up on mimicking people that it's like we don't take away just the essence of what it is that they bring to the table. Um, so just take take what they're adding and just do it how you would do it. Because that's not that's not how I would do it. As adorable as I think she is, and I would love to be like that, I 
I realize I find myself mimicking people instead of just like being me and just bringing the same kind of values to the table. Yeah. It's that authenticity and building that trust and vulnerability with, you know, those around you, you know, when you start trying to compare yourself or be someone else, you kind of miss the moment. Like you're not present in the moment because you're not being yourself. Yeah. And like you said, like giving yourself grace there too, because that's what's going to happen when you start growing is you're going to see all these people you admire and you want, and that's so great that you want to be like them. So you will find yourself mimicking at first until you do find your own style and your own thing. So I'm not saying that's bad. Like that's just kind of part of the process. And another kind of motto I've been, uh, that's been really strong with me lately has been growing into something. So you don't just become that person, you grow into that person and growth can be really, really painful. You know, when, when you're young, you have some growing pains physically. And it's the same way. Like you're, when you grow into the person you want to be, there's always going to be those growing pains. I think so many of us just want, like, we just don't want to worry about stuff. Like, why can't I just like wake up and like, just go take a lovely stroll and not worry about anything. I don't want to have to worry about money or time or work. Like, ah, can I just be happy? And that's just, that's never going to happen. So, but if you want to have more freedom, whether that's financially or just mentally, you have to learn to take those obstacles, whatever they are, cause you're going to have them and use them as learning experiences instead of these really negative situations. Um, I think something, I mean, something you mentioned that we haven't really talked about is that control aspect of it is that yeah. you want to be in control. Mm. And when things get thrown at you, you know, whether it's physically, mentally, emotionally, spiritually, like, cause it happens. I mean, that's part yeah. of every journey is the obstacle. And I, I personally feel that same way that like, I want to be, in control and in charge. And when something is out of my control that happens, like, Oh, that, Mm. that growth line that I, in my head expect to be a, a, you know, straight up. Like it really odd, really is a a squiggly line. And I, and you know, the important thing is, you know, I forget, I should know, I say it all the time, but I should know that you just, once you just, you gotta let it go. Mm-hmm. You gotta let it be like it is out of my control, put mm-hmm. it in God's hands, kind of a thing. And you know, just kind of embrace where you are. Cause if you're not gonna get uncomfortable, then why? What's the point? Like, you're not yeah. growing if you're not, you know, if it is that linear line. So, yeah. And you can grow on your own too. But like you said, like getting to that point where you're like, oh, I just need to pick it back up and keep going. It is so much easier when you have other people helping pick you back up too. Um, And that's where I think another part of being authentic is if you have um, some kind of, I I would say the most um, feedback I get from people is when I'm the most relatable and whether, whether or not that's people encouraging me or people saying like, Oh my gosh, I can relate so much to that. Like it's being together and having other people there on your journey. Like if I didn't have these people, I think I'd still be going up, but man, would it be a lot slower climb? Um, just surrounding yourself that with people that are like-minded um, is huge in, in any kind of journey, whether it's a health journey or in your faith or in your career. Collaboration is huge. And being around um, people that have the same beliefs as you is, is huge. It really is. Yeah. So how should we inspire other women and, and lift each other up? Um, 
I, I mean, I, we keep going back to it, but just being real um, is so important and not being um, really squashing the lie that no one's going to understand. Um, no one else struggles with this. They're just going to think I'm stupid and everyone can do it their own way. Like this is not a whole, like share your whole life on Facebook type thing. You know, like everybody has a different way they want to share. Everybody is uh, comfortable in certain ways. So for you, that might look like, um, you know, texting someone today, like, Hey, someone's kind of on my heart. Um, maybe I can just text them and say like, I hope you're having a great day. Like that might sound really, really simple. Um, but loving people is one of the best ways to uplift and encourage each other. Um, you would not believe how many people I've had that I just reach out to. And I'm just like, I like happy birthday. I hope you had a great day. Like, do you have anything fun? And they're just like, oh my gosh, thank you so much for asking. Like they just feel valued. Um, so I think one of the best ways we can add value to other women is just by showing them that we care. So you don't have to spill your guts on Facebook. You don't have to do these lives. Now, granted for me, they have been huge moments of growth for me and you might get to that point. Um, but just loving on other people, um, is huge. And then I think once you get to that point where you're comfortable loving on other people and developing relationships, then you feel more comfortable sharing yourself with other people too. Cause it can be a really scary experience. It's just crazy how much we don't, um, love on other people. Cause we're, I don't know. I don't know if it just makes us nervous. I don't know what it is for me, but once you do it, you feel it's so silly. But if you tell a girl, like, I really like your shirt. And she's like, oh, you can see the joy in her face. And like, Oh, thank you. Um, I don't know. I love it. I mean, I think it's different for everybody, but I think it took me to love myself before I could love other people. Yeah. You know, yeah. and I think I was because I was struggling so much with loving myself and where I'm at and that, you know, in the process of, of life, mm -hmm. um, that I was so focused on that, that I didn't spread the happiness or spread the joy yeah. or, or share that with other people. So, yeah. but sometimes even like learning to love myself, mm -hmm. I had to love other people. You know, mm -hmm. it, you know, speaking joy into the world, obviously, in a very selfish way, makes you feel good that you made someone uh -huh. else feel good. But, mm -hmm. you know, it, being honest and <laughs> vulnerable and, you know, sharing that, I think, is is powerful. So. Speaking of really simple things that are profound. Um, so one thing my son has been doing lately is when we get in the van, he wants to listen to his his uh, Jesus music. So it's just, you know, old school little kid hymn, hymns and stuff. And we were listening to one and I don't know if you know it, but it, it just repeats the same thing over and over. And it says, this is my commandment that you love one another, that your joy may be full. And I was like, okay, I've heard that song since I was like three. And it's just now getting to the point where I'm like, oh my goodness, like God's telling us right there. Like if you love other people, you're going to be joyful. Like it's going to add value to you if you love other people. <laughs> Oh gosh. It's so mm. crazy sometimes yeah. what we miss in the mm -hmm. world. Yeah. You know, we're like stop and smell the flowers, kind of a yep. comment that I'm about ready to make. But I think a lot of times you miss a lot of things going on. Yeah. You know, joy and, and things around you uh when you are not in the best place, I guess. So like yeah. you saying at the beginning of this podcast, we'll go full circle that you felt, you know, when you were overweight that you felt like you didn't want people looking at you. You felt, mm -hmm. you know, angry. You felt um, all these different kinds of emotions. And I'm going to make an assumption um, that, like, you kind of miss life. You kind of miss what's going on around yeah. you. So. Yeah. Yeah. 
you really do. Um, you're so worried about everything else that, yeah, that you're not being intentional. One of the biggest things I've learned throughout this entire journey is being intentional. And that I, I think sometimes as women, like if you hear the word uh, multitask, I think a lot of times it's seen as this golden skill that you should have. Like, oh, every good mom should be able to multitask. And I heard, I finally heard in, in, in one of my, um, just kind of one of the coaching groups that I do that multitasking is the enemy of joy. And I was like, what? Like, that's supposed to be a really good skill that you have. Like multitasking is a good thing, but it's, it's really not because all you're doing is you're taking two tasks and only thinking about them halfway through. Now, granted in life, it, you know, sometimes there are necessity, like times, especially as a mom, it is a necessity to multitask. Like you just have to do it. Um, but I think one thing, like I said, the biggest, one of the biggest things I've learned is being more intentional. Um, whether that's like for the next 10 minutes, I am not going to touch my phone and all I'm going to do is focus on my kids and being intentional about that playtime and having fun with them. Or at night, I remember me and my husband used to lay on the couch and we'd be watching a movie together and we would both be on our phones. Just scroll. I don't even know why. I don't know what we were looking at, but we were just so used to constantly being distracted and not being intentional about stuff that we've, and we're not perfect. I still struggle with it sometimes, but man, I am so much more intentional about like, okay, now is husband time. Now is laundry time. Now is this time. And just, you feel like, do you ever have those days where you felt like you were busy all day? And at the end of the day, you're like, what did I get done? Oh my goodness. All the time. <laughs> right. Right. So I think being intentional, um, is so important too, so that if it, even if you don't get a task done per se, that you you feel good about that half hour that you really focused on it um, and didn't get distracted by anything else. Um, so I think just being intentional, like for example, going to the doctor's office with my kids. Normally, they would, you know, they're playing with toys while we're waiting, and I would probably be on my phone trying to catch up with emails or you know getting work done. But I was like, you know what? Let's just let's put the phone down and let's see what happens. And granted, it was only a maybe an eight minute wait, but just stopping and observing my kids and they were watching the fish in the fish tank. And it seemed so simple, but really like watching their faces and watching the joy that they were having over such a simple thing. Just it filled me with so much joy that it helped me to accomplish other things throughout the day. Like it, it filled my cup to where, you know, normally I could, I would get to the point during the day where it's like, I know I need to get this done, but I'm just so exhausted. But I think when you take that intentional time and have that, um, I don't know, I, we, we talk a lot about guilt-free play time too. And, and having that time to, um, fill your cup back up and, and, just that intentionality of doing that just makes it easier later on in the day um, to accomplish certain things. Anything you would have done differently if you were starting back over from zero today? Oh, goodness. Yes, I would journal like crazy. Um, I think sometimes when we go through big growth periods in our life, like how many times do you wish like, I wish I would have journaled in high school and then like look back on that and see where I was because we changed so much. And there are even times that, even three months ago, there was stuff I was struggling with different things that I am now that if I could go back and look, I think that could remind me on how to help 
other people. Um, like, especially my clients that I'm helping throughout this journey, like, man, how, how much easier would it be if I could look back at what I was struggling with at, you know, two weeks into program, three weeks into program, a month into program. Um, so, and, and I'm not saying like write a novel every night, but what if I had just written a line every night, every other night, you know, like I said, journaling is still something I struggle with, but, uh, yeah, that's probably one of the biggest things I would, uh, would have changed to be to journal. My favorite thing. I'm uh, so, I have my journals or like notes that I wrote or whatever, like in this box under my bed. Mm-hmm. And it is so fun to see, <laughs> see myself in like middle school and high school and like the things that I thought were problems and the things that mm. I thought was like the end of the world I was like, yep. oh my gosh, wait until you are 25 years old. You have no idea. <laughs> like, oh gosh. Well, and I think it's also, I think it's also a really good indicator of growth. Um, because I think sometimes we're like, oh, I'm, have I really changed? Am I growing a lot? Well, let me tell you, Facebook memories are such a good way for me to know that I am not the same girl I was when I was 20. <laughs> So if you ever see your Facebook memories pop up and you want to go back and slap yourself in the face, that's a good indicator of growth as well. <laughs> I have to remember that sometimes that like yeah. where I'm at right now in my life, like mid twenties, like it's going to be completely different when I'm mm-hmm. in my thirties, thirties mm-hmm. and fifties and like issues and problems and like physically, mentally, emotionally, spiritually, yeah. like all of that, it changes yeah. as you I, grow. Yeah. I think it helps you to continue to relate to people too. Um, and I think about my kids and them growing up and I'm, I am, I'll be honest. I am terrified of my kids being teenagers. Like I think the Lord every day, I am not a teenager now. <laughs> like it seems like it'd be so hard, but I would love, like, I would love to know, like, what did I think when I was a teenager? Like, what was I really focused on? Like, I don't know. Like I would, I would love to be able to use that as a guide. Like, so that should be a motivator for me to journal more <laughs> now, but yeah. <laughs> And I think, you know, as times change, you know, teenagers now are different than teenagers when we were teenagers. And so I I even think it's even more important to be open and and share these stories in this journey, Mm -hmm. you know, to as many people as possible, you know, and what people are going through because like society now it's, you know, these 15 year olds are really 20 year olds like in, in in life. In some ways, yeah. Yeah, and just because there's all, all that pressure and a lot of stuff available on the internet, and like mm-hmm. <laughs> I just you get to play those comparison games, and I that's why I think it's important to share these stories and these journeys and the vulnerability and kind of yeah. set the reality for expectations and yeah. all of that. So yeah, yeah, and I think another huge thing when you talk about comparisons too um, is looking at like pleasure versus satisfaction, like we are so bombarded with so much instant gratification that it's almost in our minds. It's almost like boring to just not be like being distracted with something. So I think, um, I don't even know where I'm going with this. There's just something popped in my head, but I think just even in your everyday life, like knowing pleasure versus satisfaction and knowing like, Hey, is what I'm doing now? Like it might feel good at this moment, but at the end of the day, when I lay my head down on the pillow, is that going to give me satisfaction with my day or did it just make me feel good? Like pleasure stops as soon as that action stops. Satisfaction has a much more, it's not as instant, but the, like the, the good feeling from it lasts a lot longer. 
Thanks so much for listening and hitting play and hanging out with us today. Uh, we'd love to continue this conversation, so feel free to head on over to all forms of social media at One Good Idea Podcast. Um, until next time, thanks for listening. Make a difference.